0: Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog, wonderful lads that do a great job there And worth reading about that man there, Karim Benzema, he's the rest and the numbers reveal why
1: Welcome to the Managing Madrid podcast, it's your mailbag edition, and joining me, Keon Sabani, to answer your Real Madrid questions, as always, is Lucas Navarrete, and Lucas, how you doing?
0: Hello Keon, hello everyone, very good, very good weather now in Valencia without all the warm weather and the hot going away.
1: Does <laughs> that mean it's, like it's just a perfect temperature, or?
0: Yeah, spring and fall are usually my, my two favorite seasons, yeah.
1: Otherwise it gets scorching hot. You do have the benefit of the ocean there. Um yeah. In Madrid, every time there it's just so landlocked that you're like it's just like you have to like try to find somewhere to breathe. Uh, yeah, it's so hot in the summertime. How yeah. how is the NBA season treating you so far? Have you been staying awake to watch the games or?
0: Oh no, I I always watch them um, uh, on demand the the when I wake up. Yeah, mm. unless you know it's uh it's a early tip off or something like you know one in the morning. Perhaps I'll stay, but since I'm a Ah, uh, Denver Nuggets fan, it's not usual that they that they start the, their games that early unless they're on the east coast.
1: Did you see Jokic's um uh, like very sure. casual like not even a jump shot just to throw it into the net over Hassan Whiteside? Yeah
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Whiteside not even caring. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought I was watching like a nineteen forties like black and white clip where like <laughs> yeah. uh nobody cares and it's just like a pickup game with your dad or something. Well, um, uh, we're gonna actually somehow. There's a question about the NBA. We're gonna circle back to it. Um, so we're going to basically take as many random questions as we possibly can. A lot came in since we put out the call yesterday on Patreon, and uh, we we took all the guaranteed ones, and we'll, we'll try to hit other ones if we have time. Can't guarantee, but uh, we'll try our best. So, first patron question. Which, by the way, if you want to get your questions in, it's patreon.com slash managing Go over there and pledge. First question is from Varun. He says, question to Lucas and Kion. Rate our season so far. Which players stood out and which players disappointed? What are the immediate fixes needed at the club amongst the current squad um, so that we can win significant trophies this season? Who is our MVP? For me, it's Cruz edging out Benzema purely because of the Champions League campaign and the defining goal in Turkey. So let's, maybe let's just start from the beginning, Lucas. Um, Players that have stood out for you so far.
0: Yeah, it has to be cross, especially after the last two disappointing seasons. Benzema is at least maintaining his good form from last season, so that's good. And obviously I didn't expect Bale and James to have this big of a role. At least, well, James has been more in and out of the squad but but Bale has been used pretty much every time he's been available. I didn't expect that but it's true that when Asensio got injured it kind of became like a, a very obvious need to have someone on the right wing with experience and all that especially with Vinicius struggling with confidence. So, And I am a bit disappointed with, uh, with the defensive line but we can touch that a little bit later when when you speak about your your ratings and your your favorite players so far
1: I my list of players who um, have stood out for me was longer than I thought before I made it um, I just started listing off people who I've who I've enjoyed watching this season I think they've been good
0: Forgot Casemiro by the way <laughs>
1: Casemiro's one that has to be there I think yeah. so for yeah, me yeah. I have th- I have 3 like that stand out Benzema Casemiro and Kroos which, for being quite frank, are three quite important players to have step up yep. because Kroos is so important when he's on his game, like that completely changes the offensive structure on the team. And Casemiro, when he's on his game, that's obviously the the base of the entire team. And then Benzema, obviously, we need goals. So um, okay. I think you could extend the list to players that I didn't think would be on this list, um, or maybe maybe not so surprising, but at least have been encouraging. One is Fede Valverde. Uh, which I think we'll we'll circle back to again at some point in this podcast when we're talking about like what should the starting lineup right now be. Um, the other one that hasn't played much and might be an outside fringe contender is uh, Ferland Mendy, who I know has played like maybe one full game. I think that was the Villarreal game, but he looked so good in that game that I I got really excited. If he can stay healthy, I think that changes the season a lot because that's such a a position that gets often overrun for us uh, and we haven't had good health in. Um, That's one that I would – maybe it's not fair to put him on the list based on that one performance, but I think he's at least exciting to to talk about. Um, You know, you mentioned Bale and James. I think probably both of them cooled off a little bit. I did not like the way James looked when he came off the bench in Galatasaray. Uh, And Bale has just been out of the team for a while, so it's easy to forget about him, but he has started the season well. Um what about players that you've been disappointed with?
0: I've been disappointed a little bit with carvajal to be honest i I kind of expected him to to you know to perform well after last season you mm-hmm. know when he got all those many injuries and all that and you know with with a full precision without a international tournament during the summer and all that i expected i expected him to pick up to pick it up a little bit and you know, he's been a bit disappointed. He's completed some good games as well. And he's obviously been better than Odrizola. But he's not been his former self and well, I'm not sure (laughs) if when we should be worried about Carvajal being his former self now. Because it's been a it's been disappointed for quite a while. And well Obviously, we have to mention Hazard about disappointment so mm-hmm. far, even though we have to obviously consider the, the adaptation and, you know, he, these are only his first games in La Liga. But I think it's fair to consider him a disappointment so far, even though it doesn't mean that we should be uh, pushing the panic button or anything like that.
1: Um, Carvajal has had moments this season where he looked like old Carvajal again. Like I think he was good against Granada and Sevilla, but then, but then outside, like uh, in Turkey, he was a nightmare. I thought, um, Hazard is at the top of my list for sure, because while I think we can excuse him for certain things, um, like the, the routine stuff, like culture, language, new system, new country, um, and just time and, and patience, obviously that comes with every signing. I think you can not excuse him for the fitness issues that Agreed. you just have to show up and be professional. And I don't think that's an excuse. And I think I, so I saw your tweet yesterday. I think it was where you, where you pulled out those two, two frames from the goal where the first yeah. frame, he has an opportunity to shoot on goal. And the second frame, it ends up an assist to Cruz, but but probably statistically, or probably you know, if you're talking about probabilities, which was the better decision? It probably was the shot. And Om Om mentioned that to me during the game, and I didn't agree with him until I went back and I actually looked at it and be like, yeah, I, you, he should have probably shot it. Now I think he was trying to get it to Benzema when he squared it, and got lucky that Cruz was was arriving at the top of the box; otherwise, it would have gone nowhere and yeah. maybe for him it saved some blushes a little bit but you're right i think i think there's would you say it's confidence i don't know like
0: mm. that 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 play was was definitely worrying for me because i mean he's he's one on one against the goalkeeper on on a you know with his right foot everything and it's a perfect shot for him and you know we have to admit that the goal was pure luck because it hit the defender uh, and Cro- I mean, Cross had like three other players in front of him when when he shot it, and it was pure luck to be honest. And you know, I I would never consider uh, the pass behind a better option than a one-on-one shot against a goalkeeper with a decent angle. Of course, it wasn't. You know, straight or front of the in front of goal, but it was a very decent angle for a player like Hazar, I think. So uh, it was a, that play itself was a bit worrying, in my opinion, because for the first time, I think that he lacked a little bit of confidence. We can talk about you know his rust, obviously, his his lacking fitness and conditioning for sure, but this was probably the first time that I see him lacking confidence.
1: Um, <clears throat> the the angle of the shot, I guess, is something to consider too, because yeah, it was a bit acute. But you're right; I don't I don't think it was. It was not like he was on the su- on the baseline and had no angle at all. Uh, Benzema missed decent. a chance from that right. angle a few minutes earlier where he shot it right at the keeper. But then there was he had some good touches and movements early on. But there was also that sequence where Luis De- Luin Luin Dama, I believe, is how you say his name, um, the Galatasaray defender, and yeah. Hazard was trying to beat him. And just so easily Lou Dama just pushes him off the ball and like it was like as just a man amongst a child stealing the ball from him and that that was kind of worrying to me too because I don't I watched a lot of Hazard with Chelsea and I don't really remember many moments like that if, if any where he was bullied off the ball that way and obviously he had the miss I think he did everything right on that play rounding the goalkeeper and then to be honest I think it was just a freak freak situation where like that's a one percent chance that that doesn't go in it we got the one percent, um, but I think it's 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 not unfair to say that he's been disappointing for sure.
0: Nah, it's definitely fair, yeah. Um, Even, obviously, again, we can understand why, but mm, it's fair to say that he's been a disappointment, yeah.
1: Any any anyone else you want to add to the disappointment list?
0: Well, we can consider Marcelo. He's he's contributed a little bit. He's not been terrible, but he's not picked it up either. Exactly, so. We have obviously have to start thinking that he probably has entered his decline. But other than that, Jovic, I think, will be a little bit of a disappointment so far, even though he's not being given a very big chance to to start other than a few other games. But I think Jovic, I didn't like the game against Mallorca from Jovic. uh, Like, not a single bit. He was a ghost. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we should throw Jovic's name. And Milita has been a fairly pleasant surprise, even though we still have to see him a little bit more. But I I, I honestly liked a lot of what he's, what he's been doing so far.
1: He was good. I think Mallorca was the one game, though he he didn't have a good game. Then again, no one in Mallorca really did. Um, I So maybe let's move to this part of the question. Which players need to step up more? Um, so that we can win significant trophies. And we can also just change this question to be like, what also needs to happen? Um, not even just players stepping up and what are the immediate fixes that the club needs? Um, I, think, I think there's like a couple cards that Zidane hasn't played yet. And one is Jovic on his own without Benzema, which is, I know, tough to say and tough to hear because Benzema's been great this season. I'm just starting to... Be unsure if those two can coexist like we thought they could have. And the reason I say that is because Jovic is the type of guy who, like, you just the, the games that we've been feeding crosses into the box, um, Jovic doesn't even play those games. So he doesn't get to take advantage of those. And then when he comes in alongside Benzema, um, it kind of, as much as we want, you know, I think Benzema drops deeper and goes to the left. They kind of occupy the same position in that they both start from the middle and they try to roam a bit and try to find space. And with Ronaldo, it worked because Ronaldo really was on the left and he would cut and they were interchangeable. But Jovic is not Ronaldo that he can do that and they can't be interchangeable in the same way. And if you think back, how many times have we seen Benzema in a, in a two forward system and how many times has it worked? I don't think many. And I think so. I think that's one thing yeah. we're, we're yet to see. Like if. Um, you know, that's one thing. The other thing is, like, you brought up this point on Twitter uh, about Fede Valverde can't be dropped. And funnily enough, as soon as you said that, I saw it, started to see it in, in articles, and everyone else was tweeting it too. But um, <laughs> the idea of Fede not being dropped is interesting because he's playing so good, but he also doesn't have Modric back yet. And. When Modric comes back and everyone's healthy, it's interesting to see what happens. But it's interesting to me, uh, Lucas, that I think Fetty has leapfrogged James and Isco at this point. We saw yeah. we saw Zidane essentially save Fetty for Galatasaray and thought he could win with Isco and James in midfield against Mallorca, and and it's kind of just interesting to see how that plays out. And I think is there a universe you could go with? I know this is this sounds very defensive, but We've seen Zidane do crazy things before, but if you had like Fede, Modric, Kroos, and Casemiro in midfield, he tried something similar like that in a when with Kovacic when he had Kovacic, Casemiro, Modric, and Kroos. Obviously, it didn't work out because Kovacic just was not man-marking Messi in that one sequence, but, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, we've, We've analyzed that before, but it's just interesting. I think there's a few cards he hasn't played yet, and it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. But I'm curious to know what you think are like what are the plays that we haven't seen yet or what are the players that need to step up for something to happen?
0: Well, I think Modric needs to step up if he wants to, to be on the field because right now, as we've said, uh, Valverde has been... It's not that... but um, Let me be clear. It's not that Valverde is actually that good of a player to drop Modric. It's just that Real Madrid actually need what he offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he. Real Madrid needs his physicality. Real Madrid needs his work, uh, his work rate, his obviously his box to box profile as a player. So it's not obviously that he's he's not better than Modric as, as a football player. And the problem with the with the four four two you mentioned is who are you dropping? Because I, I I wouldn't be convinced with with Hazard and Benzema starting up front. Uh, so Maybe, yeah. if you for that midfield the problem is who you start forward so it's not it's not great and obviously about players who also need to step up is Vinicius, I think he he needs to at least play as well as he did last season uh, he needs to gain confidence and obviously I also have to admit that Zidane needs to help him a little bit with that, he needs to give him more chances and but he could be a, a game changer if he at least creates as many chances as he did last season
1: um, when we have discussions like this, it reminds me of actually like how many players we have in the squad. Because we always have discussion. okay, if you start this and who do you drop and like what happens to this player and that player, there's so many players in this squad that are world-class. And I think it just kind of makes it difficult. And sometimes the depth thing, in my opinion, is a bit overblown when we see freak situations where everybody's injured, like, oh, we don't have depth. Like we have so many players who can play so many different positions that I think like, I'm not as worried about it as as some others are, but I think, um, I think the challenge is also like it's hard to get X player in a rhythm if they're like on the fringes and there's so much competition and there or someone gets injured. It's just there's a lot of interchangeable parts that like in seasons past, like if we had that quote unquote on regala, gala, it's hard to find that who that is and when you do find it it's hard to have them available for a stretch where you can yep. form some continuity and rhythm you know
0: wouldn't you like at least try brian on the right wing i mean real madrid have a hole right there especially when isn't available. and we've pretty much seen everyone playing there lucas vazquez we've seen rodrigo we've seen Vinicius giving it a try we've seen hames even for some for some minutes, and I think we've seen Isco as well, and we're yet to see Brahim, who who finished the season so well last year. Uh, I'd like to see him play there, even if it's against you know mediocre opponents or so, or at least on paper, because you know we've seen last weekend what mediocre opponents can do. But uh, I'd like to, I'd like for Zidane to give Bra- Brahim a try on on that spot. For a full game, obviously, not for just 10 or five minutes.
1: I like to see it too. I also think that that position is interesting because right now a lot of people feel that Rodrigo should be the one um, to be Bale's understudy at that position. And I think it was interesting that Zidane chose Rodrigo. Obviously, he was the main surprise starter against Galatasaray. Yeah. Um, and I think why he probably would have went with someone like Rodrigo instead of James. So actually, I actually think James is good on the right wing. I think if you take the Mallorca game yeah. aside, which was a 4 with Casemiro, Isco, and Dal Pivot, and James is a traditional two-way yeah. right winger, that doesn't work. But if you have a right winger, 4 3 played, he's played some of his yeah. best football there. Uh, so I think willing. he can play there too. But Rodrigo is interesting. I think the reason why he, he started in that game instead of James... Was because he's more similar to Bale, like it's a more like-for-like like substitution where he can he can burn players for for pace. He can work well defensively. Yeah. He can kind of do those traditional winger things. And like some of his yeah. like changes of pace against Galatasaray were actually really impressive. I actually really like so like then the, I guess to answer your question, I would love to see Brahim there. I actually would also love to see Rodrigo given this extended stretch of minutes which would be interesting to see too, to see what he can do
0: yeah yeah definitely rodrigo should be in my opinion i, I think i tweeted this during the game i think he should be ahead of Vázquez and and vinicius for the right for the right wing spot vinicius should probably be ahead on the left and and other than that but for the right uh, wing spot i think vinicius uh, rodrigo should be ahead of them both yeah and About you know we, we're yet to see it
1: i'm with you on that too i think uh I think uh, based on merit and form, anyway. That's I would I would go that route as well. Yeah. Um, all right, Joseph Abraham uh, Lakel says, "Kion, which hypothetical situation would make you happier: Giannis joining the Raptors in 2021 or Mbappe <laughs> joining Real in 2021?" Thanks. Oh, let's go. Let me flip this to you for a second. Do you think the Raptors need Giannis more, or do you think? Real Madrid needs Mbappé more.
0: Ooh, the second, definitely. Especially with Siakam. No bias? As well as he is right now. <laughs> Don't you think?
1: Especially what? Sorry?
0: With how well Siakam is playing right now. And, you know, we're yet to see Siakam, like, leading a team. And But so far, he's played one game and he's killed it. So Yeah.
1: Him and uh, Fred Van Vliet looked amazing on the, on the opening night. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, the answer to this for me is I'm a Real Madrid fan more than I am a Raptors fan. Although I love my Raptors very much, so Mbappe is something that would excite me more. Although, uh, ¿por qué no los dos? Yeah, uh, Giannis <laughs> free agent in 2021. He's friends with Masai. I don't know if you saw Giannis's quote the other day. Yeah. Oh, about yeah. Uh, yeah. So is um. Uh, so uh, that would be it. Would be cool to see both, I guess. Uh, Charles Williams says, Jovic looks like a real beast. His ability to hold off defenders and turn them is fantastic. I feel like we could use him more effectively when we're under a high press by playing the long ball. How do you think we could fit him in more? Interesting. I forgot about this question. We only talked about it a little bit. but um, Yeah,
0: but um, that that attribute, that he, that ability he mentioned is, is very interesting. And to be honest, it's pretty much the only thing we've seen like... Rightfully positive from him so far, his ability to hold the ball when when defenders are pressing and his ability also to you know to win uh, any kind of, of long ball from either the defenders or the goalkeepers. So yeah, that's a, that's an interesting skill to have on the roster for sure. And, it's an underrated skill by Benzema. I think Benzema is very good doing that as well. But Jovic is obviously more physical and, and more, more skilled to do that. So it's obviously a very interesting attribute to have on the, on the squad.
1: You know, it's funny Like we always, we end up talking about our answering questions about like, <clears throat> should we have a target man instead of Benzema? But we often forget like Benzema can do everything. And yeah. he, the amount of headers he's scored in the last two years is crazy. Um, so it's not like Benzema, is, it's completely one or the other, but I, I do, I'm still waiting for, first of all, I don't know, maybe you would agree with this, Benzema would could maybe just use some rest, like can we just rest him for one game, yeah. is that possible? Yeah. Um, maybe well, but, that's, a, I just want to see Jovic by himself just to see what it looks like.
0: Yeah, but one friend of mine mentioned this situation as well, and you know, we have to take into account that Benzema doesn't go to play with France. International so break, yeah. Much, yeah, he pretty much had two weeks of rest, good training, and all that. So it's not like he's playing like very intense international games during the during the FIFA break. So, yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, Jovic will end up receiving a, a chance to start by himself sooner or later.
1: Ilyan Zako says. Not really a question, but I'd like your feedback on this mini rant. I was listening to one of the podcasts where you guys look at older games, and something Keon said had me thinking. Uh, you said in an indirect manner that new fans are spoiled and the team has been through worse times. Well, I simply disagree. First up, the last Champions League drought that you keep referring to, Real were not always trash, and we were unlucky in more than a few of those exits. Juve, Bayern, Lyon come to mind. Second of all, that football was dramatically different then, now it is, the, and now it is the structured modern football era. And the fans have a right to demand that from a team. With our squad and resources, I've been a fan since two thousand three, specifically uh, a match versus Valladolid that we won three two in a very dramatic way.
0: Well, I, first of all, I don't think football has changed a lot in the last ten years or so. It's not like you know expectations or anything like that has have changed that much for a club like Real Madrid. I do think that some of the exits during the Mourinho era were very unlucky. But if he's referring to the round of 16, in, you know, those eight years in a row Real Madrid struggled so much in that round were fairly bad for Real Madrid. So, in a sense, I get what, what he's saying, that, you know, it makes sense for fans to be demanding and, you know right now this kind of inconsistent Madrid is should not be acceptable because you know they obviously have the tools to to beat a team like Mallorca and to play a lot better than they did in Mallorca and on the other hand it's true that you know this team has won so much on the last on the last couple of years that you know it makes sense to, to be patient and, and trust them a little bit
1: I let me also clarify that when I say when I refer to like dark years, I do not mean anything like po- when Mourinho was involved. And those like those the 2012, the Lost to inspire and that was they were incredible that year. They had bad luck in the penalty shootout and bad luck before that too. Um Leon I think was was a pretty bad loss. But that was two thousand nine, that was the beginning of the new project. When I when I'm talking about yeah. like dark years, I'm talking about like from two thousand and four Basically and on before Mourinho came, where yeah. you're getting annihilated at Anfield 4 0, you're losing yeah. to Roma in the Champions League, you're trying to tread water with Pablo Garcia and Gravison and Guti in your in your in your midfield. That's what I was yeah. referring to. And 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 who knows that you remember those days of like who was in the yeah, back line, you know, like whether it was Helguera and Raul Bravo or or Rubens or yeah. Mejia. Like this is that's what I'm referring to. Um, yeah. And before that, it was, what, 32 years of Champions League drought after Gento yeah. won it, that sixth time. And yeah. Mihatovic scored against UVA in Amsterdam. That was a huge drought. Then you had another drought. So I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm just, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying you shouldn't be upset right now. I'm just saying that, like, um, some of us have been through worse and that's why, just like sometimes, it's it's just it's more likely that you don't win than you do, and that's just math in football, and also the competitive nature of the team. I'm not saying you shouldn't hold a high standard; you absolutely should, and the team should have been better than it is, and blah blah. blah. But you know, sometimes we just go through transitions, and that's okay. Um, yeah. And you look at this team now; it's interesting to look back, like five years from now, when some of these young players were were talking so highly about whether it's Valverde or Rodrigo or Odegaard. And these guys, um, you know, that it takes time for all that to come into a fruition. You know, we just lost yes. Ronaldo, the best player in club history, and Modric is old. So, like that, it's something going to give.
0: Yeah, let le- let me add that. I hope not, but it might get worse in a in a couple of years because you know this core is is not going to last forever. We are obviously seeing the decline of of players like Ramos and. And Modric right now, but obviously we have to consider Marcelo as well. It looks like Carvajal might not be well. We have to get ready for Benzema to disappear as well in the next two three years. So unless Real Madrid do a very good job in the transfer window, they're, they're going to struggle because this is these are all very important players. We're talking about Ramos, Marcelo, Modric, Benzema. All these score is going to go away in like two three seasons. So mm, the fans should be ready for 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 a for a couple for a couple of years of struggles because unless Real Madrid do a very good job in the window those plays are very hard to replace
1: um if you if you want to tweet your rage for at lucas for being negative his twitter handle is <laughs> at lucas Navarrete M. go go take your take your anger out in there um okay this one will take us back don't to do you agree though i i mean it's i think it's it's un, it's unknowable. i don't know i mean sometimes it's just um it's just crazy how quickly sports can change one way or the other. But just when you think, I mean, how many times did I say this? But like after that uh, Super Cup win over Barça that year, yeah, how many of us thought like the outcome well, would be this? You know, yeah. um, And I so I it, on the other hand, I didn't. I never thought Regulon and Odegaard. I knew Odegaard was going to be good. I don't know if he was going to be this good. Like so, like there's like a lot of variables, and also if we get Mbappe in a couple of years, like there's so many variables to me that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. but I understand your point. I just who knows, <laughs> that's all. It's
0: like four or five players going away simultaneously. That's that's all I'm worried about.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and i mean, But isn't that also just like common part of like cycles in sports in general? Like you have this core. At the same time, I'm not sure. Eh? I'm not sure. at the same time. I guess it's more rare, but like, um there's definitely been moments where like, like even though you look at the Bulls dynasty, it was the sixth championship. And then the year after it was done, everyone was gone. And like, um, I guess things just just, like overnight can sometimes get torn down. Um, I don't know what it's like being a Warriors fan. I'm sure they all are thankful for like the four or five years, but then all of a sudden, like it's all gone. Like after just so like unceremoniously too, everyone's gone except for like two, Three players. Well, the three players are still there. One is injured, and so there's two left. So it's just interesting how, like, just how quickly things can change in sports. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh,
1: All right. So this one will bring us back to the target man and the striker uh, discussion. So Mukhsif Thangal says Benzema is a very good link up player and not a target player. I feel after Ronaldo, we're missing the target player. It's evident in almost all the matches after the Ronaldo era. We can't expect Benz to score in every match. That's not his game even though he is scoring goals. He hasn't scored much against big teams. In our squad, I think we have Jovic and Mariano who can't play as a target player. Or sorry, who can play as a target player. Hazard is a great winger and maybe a good number 10, but he is not a typical number 9. In the last match against Galatasaray, there were times when players like Marcelo who didn't cross the ball into the box and tried other options because there weren't there was no one to receive the ball. I think our manager missed the opportunity in not signing someone like Icardi, who could have solved our goal scoring issues. Maybe Florentino was waiting to sign Mbappe in the near future. Um, what's your take on this? I think this is an interesting question, Lucas. Because yeah, um, so for example, someone like Icardi. I've been very high on Icardi for a few years. I think he's great. I think he's an an awesome goal scorer. He's clinical. I don't think he solves problems because it's. I think it would have been the same situation as Jovic, don't you think? If he came in, I don't think you would have seen him. You either see him start with Benzema or you see him. I think it's the same problem that it would exist.
0: Yeah, well, he's better than Jovic though. He is.
1: But I'm just, I don't know if, would he get the same kind of opportunities? This is my question, I guess.
0: I don't know, but I have two things to, to say about the question itself. One is that I don't think a team like Real Madrid should rely on crosses. I think it's a very low percentage opportunity, so I'm not sure if a player, you know, if we're signing, let's say, Llorente crowds or players of that at, at their peak who, you know, can score a Durif or things like a pure target player, I don't think that that kind of game plan work works against most Liga opponents. And if yeah, with the last in the last part of the question he's saying about Mbappé in the near future, I don't think Mbappé is a target player either. So first of all I don't think Real Madrid should be, you know, relying on on crosses and signing players who can be targets just because of that. Obviously you need pure goal scorers if and I get what what he's saying there. But you know, I think Real Madrid are talented enough to to get goals through other you know kind of plays other than crosses.
1: I think the I think it should almost be rewarded from target player to goal scorer, because um, that because yeah. that's essentially what Mbappe is. He can be he's a, pretty much a free goal scorer. Um, Icardi to Jovic at Frankfurt was. Um, they don't necessarily have to be target target players. You know Lewandowski is another. One. All these guys can score goals. They can just put the ball in the back of the net from. Yeah, that's from you know, from multiple different scenarios, uh, the crossing thing is also an interesting one too, because I think if you want to go with Mendy there, he's not nearly as good at crossing as Marcelo is, and that's not really his game if you ask him to do that. He's a great at just kind of bringing the ball up the field and defending. Um, so I think you almost have to tweak it by default if he's going to be your starter. Um, but I think I fundamentally agree now, I think like Hazard is good for like 15 goals a year. Um, And even though I don't think he's been himself yet against Galatasaray, at least I was encouraged that he was involved in the attack. Um, And I think he can also help you create. But I do agree that like you can't unless you're getting 15 goals from Hazard and Bale and then maybe like eight from James and Isco each and then like 15 to 20 from Benzema, unless you're getting that kind of distribution, then um, you're kind of going to need a a goal score that you don't have. So I think that's an interesting thing that Zidane has to juggle.
0: But it's not Benzema's fault. I mean, I, I've said this last season as well. The fact that Benzema doesn't score 40 goals doesn't mean that he's failing. He's just not that player. And the problem was expecting all these other tools and assets on the roster to score and to replace Ronaldo's 40 to 50 goals uh, alongside Benzema. You know, The problem is that Asensio didn't reach that target. Isco didn't reach that target. James neither, Bale neither. So that, that was the problem, not Benzema.
1: Um. Okay. Two more questions. Patrick Odayafari says, "Hi, Kian and Lucas. Hope you're both doing well. First off, I'm happy. Happy we got the win. <clears throat> Although it was more nervy in the end when it probably shouldn't shouldn't have been. A couple key players that stood out for me were Kroos, Valverde, and Hazard. My question is about Rodrigo and Vinicius. There's just something about Rodrigo's demeanor that says to me he's more confident in Vinicius when he plays." Vinny always seems to be trying too hard to make an impact when he plays, whereas Rodrigo seems to let the game come to him. What do you make of our two young Brazilian stars? It's early to say, but who do you think could have more of an impact this year? I think Rodrigo's decision-making is better than Vinicius's.
0: Yeah, I liked a lot what Rodrigo did against Galatasaray. He played with with a lot of composure. He he was pretty mature playing, and I I think I, I pretty much agree with the question because... I I I don't I haven't seen confidence from Vinicius this season and Rodrigo showed me a lot in that game which was obviously his his Champions League debut as a starter and also his debut as a starter for the club so to see a, a young man like him playing with it, with that kind of composure and, and demeanor is, is very great to see and and I think it will help him a lot in the future because it showed that he right now he doesn't care much about pressure or anything like that. And I think that's very useful for a club like Real Madrid.
1: He seems a bit more uh, cold-blooded to me. And I think yeah. maybe that's unfair to say so early. But I remember just going back when I was scouting both of them when before they even came and played their first game of Real Madrid. My main takeaway was that Rodrigo kind of is more... He's, his all-around game is a little bit better in the sense that he can score goals. I know he, did, he doesn't have a huge goal-scoring profile, but um, he started off his first season at Santos, uh, or the, the one before he joined Real Madrid, scoring like in his first eight games or something crazy, but then he cooled off. So yeah. he has that ability to put the ball in the back of the net and maybe a more of a level-headed decision-making in the final third when he gets that last hurdle, when he beats his defender in the last moment what to do I, I sometimes feel like Vinicius in that moment just kicks the ball and it goes and it goes wherever it goes it might it might end up in a defender it might hit the crossbar it might go well wide it might it might end up in the path of like Benzema who scores I, it, I, I get that sense with Vinicius that that last moment he overthinks it or he or he just hopes for something to happen whereas Rodrigo I feel is a bit more composed in those situations again very early but this is just my feel for it so far yeah
0: yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. He, I, I'd say that Vinicius is a bit more of a of a pure winger, and and Rodrigo is a bit more of a of an attacker through the wings, obviously. But but Vinicius is a pure winger, goes very well off the dribble, and and tends to 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 cut inside with the ball. While Rodrigo, I think he plays a little bit better off the ball, and and, and probably will surely probably finish better than than Vinicius because that, that's just the the kind of attacker he is.
1: Yeah. And he also like there were a few moments in Galatasaray uh, where Carvajal was out of position and Rodrigo was was there, like with like behind Varan trying to get the ball back. And I think that was encouraging too. Whereas like he didn't he had like a quiet game overall, but I think he was doing more than initially perceived. And I think the couple of moments he had the ball at his feet, he did good with it. So quiet but solid, I thought he was um in Turkey. Yeah, which
0: is uh, mm. all that you that you can ask for in a in a debut in such a, t- a tough atmosphere.
1: Yeah. Uh, last one, Brandon Stevens. He says, everyone's acting like this is the first time Madrid looked vulnerable defensively and missed a bunch of chances against inferior opposition that they should have demolished. Maybe it's indicative of the confidence or lack thereof that this team inspires, but I see this from a Machiavellian perspective that the ends justify the means. PSG only beat Galatasaray one 0 in Istanbul, and were, we're coming. And we were coming off of a loss to Mallorca in La Liga and a draw to Brujan champions. Accordingly, I feel like this fan base shouldn't be having a collective meltdown over a game we actually won, underwhelming though it may have been. Now, obviously, as actual journalists, it's your job to analyze what we did well and what we did not. Still, strict, strictly speaking, as fans of the club. Is there any part of you that is just relieved we got the three points and we're no longer on the outside looking in for advancing to the knockout stages?
0: It makes sense what he's saying, but at the same time, if Real Madrid don't improve, it doesn't mean that they advance to the next round because they're going to get knocked out fairly soon in the Champions League, again, if they they don't improve defensively. Because uh, that game without Courtois playing, I mean, complete at least two very good saves, and the other one was fairly easy. But uh, Galatasaray could have gone up like 2 0 in the first 20 minutes, and that's not what you want. Even though, of course, we have to 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 kind of be happy that the team won and the team is is pretty much uh, very close to advancing to the next round if they take care of business against Bruce and, and Galatasaray without considering what, what may happen against Paris but the thing is that the team has shown that if they don't improve they will struggle in the next round as they did last season by the way
1: Yeah I, I think there's two ways to look at it I have the, all the concerns that you do and I think um, you know, this this came up last year. It came up, to be honest, it came up in the last two years um, where Real Madrid would win. It wasn't impressive and people would get upset that we were scrutinizing the team's tactics and stuff. And then at the end of the season, it just all collapsed. And part of the reason, like, is just like you have, to, you have to put value on the process that you see on the pitch. So it's not, you know, the term like process over results. That's true to some extent where it's like, you have to look at what's happening on the pitch and rectify it for the next time. Otherwise, you're screwed if you're not prepared or you fix and remedy some of the mistakes. Um, on the other hand, like Gabe and I were talking about this after the game on, on Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever it was. Uh, it, there's also this. Th- this is how I feel. I just... I think, and I, and I mentioned this on the post, so sorry if this is repetitive, but there's a lot of uh, non-patrons who didn't have access to that, access to that show that they do, they're listening now. So I think like just buying yourself time and winning is important, even though it yeah. may not look good. But I think there's a lot of things to consider that you just hope that you'll have in the springtime that you don't have now. One yeah. is Hazard being in shape and in form. Two, maybe Mendy also plays his way into the team and is full of health, and that secures us defensively. Um, and then there's other things like, you know, Modric and and uh, and kind of maybe just the team structure and maybe Jovic starts scoring goals. All of these variables, if you get going, then the springtime, if as long as you're alive in all three competitions, I will start to believe that they can win. Um, but you need to get yourself to that point um, exactly. Somehow, right? So, like, obviously, yes. Obviously, the most obvious answer to this is yes. Of course, the win is all that matters. It's not all that matters, but it it was really important to whatever happens yeah. in that game, just to get out and get out of this group and then regroup and figure it out. You know, when you when you can.
0: Yeah, but you need to figure it out. <laughs> you need to
1: figure it out. Yeah, because it's not going to. You're not going to walk in to no. against Liverpool or Manchester City with this, or even or even Juve, or even. Um, no.
0: Yeah, definitely. Or even Chelsea, uh, or, uh, who? teams like Chelsea or 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 you know those kinds of clubs. Yeah. could would create a lot of di- of difficulties to to this version of Real Madrid we we saw in Istanbul.
1: They absolutely will. I think like if you played Chelsea at Stanford Bridge instead of Galatasaray, I think you would have been in trouble. Based on the way they've been no. playing and the way they they played against Ajax yesterday. Dortmund, yep. Inter. I think all these teams will be tough. Like, it's not like let's Inter, not yeah. let's not pretend yeah. like we're not struggling against Mallorca. Um. So, I yeah, you you do have to figure it out. So just figure it out. Um. And uh, and don't leave it too late. Yep. Anything before we say goodbye, Lucas?
0: Nope. I no. think we we touched some interesting topics. Obviously, we have a kind of a. A not busy week because Real Madrid aren't playing an, until next Wednesday. yeah and yeah. Wednesday should be at least should be a fairly easy game for the for the team I guess Leganes at home. so it's it's a, I think this time is is very good for the team to regroup and try to to find something to to get going and gain some momentum
1: it's weird not to have a, a Classico or a game at all this weekend while everyone else plays um, so yeah I agree nice break because you have Leganes who haven't won a single time and this is at the Bernabeu and they just lost Mauricio Pellegrino who resigned and then um, yeah and so it's it's nice to not have the Classico right now to be honest yeah. um, alright so keep it locked on managingmadrid.com for the latest on everything related to this team uh, and until next time, Hala, marid. hala marid.